Coming up on today's podcast, talking a little bit of everything with Javier Reyes of Lockdown Padres, our favorite X-Men movies, the most underrated D-back entering the season, should the D-backs have traded Christian Walker, and even throw a little shade to our other Locked On podcast hosts, all on today's Locked On Dimebacks podcast. You are Locked On Diamondbacks. Your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast, your team every day. This is who? Miller Thomas, host of this wonderful podcast, of course. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24, at myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work, from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter, at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account, or just look up Locked on Dimebacks on both Twitter, Instagram for the podcast handle, and of course, Thank you for making Locked on Dimebacks your first listen every day. I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms, so please continue to tell your friends. And one of those platforms is YouTube, so please hit subscribe on the Locked on Dimebacks YouTube channel. Now, Javi, I've really dominated the conversation with all my San Diego Padres questions. So let me be a gracious host and maybe turn the mic over to you for a little bit to see if you have any questions for me. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. I feel like like Eminem and 8 Mile. Like, I got the mic. Here we go. What do I What what can I do with this? Here we go. You have had one thing over me these past couple, at least at least the last year. You had one thing over me. One very important thing. And that is, mm. you did not have the ground ball gremlin as your first baseman. You did Go not on. have the absolute bane of my existence in Aaron Cosmer at first base. And last year, and, and, and they laughed. They laughed at me. <laughs> I remember they laughed at me. Who? Christian Walker, man, is one of the more underrated players in the game right now. I'm not so sure that he will repeat. But in fairness, he's had years where he's hit for power before. It did not only materialize last year. He's on a super team-friendly contract. Won the gold glove last year, hit 36 home runs, which is wild. And yes, batting average wasn't high. But if you look a little bit deeper, he was smoking the ball. He was like one of the unluckiest hitters in the game in terms of just getting really bad, bad bit luck. Um, And his isolated power was almost like close to not close to, but he was in that like Aaron Judge tier. He was a little bit below him, obviously. But just in terms of hitting for pure power, Christian Walker was up there. And then with the defense, he was great. I want to ask you. Uh, he yeah. is an underrated player, with especially with that team-friendly contract, which is why I imagine they wanted to keep him. We talked about in the last episode that, you know, should they have gone out to at least have an anchor, that veteran presence. So I imagine that they wanted to, you know, have Christian Walker on the team. But do you think they traded Dalton Varsho this last offseason? They're still in rebuilding mode. Christian Walker's not like he's super young. He's not old. He's not super young, though. Should they have potentially traded him? Because I think you might have gotten a decent package or am I just overrating the guy? What do you think? You think that the Diamondbacks should have said, you know what? We're rebuilding. Let's at least keep this one guy. Or should they have been like, you know what? Let's blow it up because we just did Varsho. You know, we're going full, full rebuild and we're going to be awesome in a few years. 
If you could get a Varsho level package for Christian Walker, sure, you think about it. But when you think about the trades of the Mookie Betts and the Nolan Arenados, it's hard for me to rationalize trading away a good player like Christian Walker, who's not a superstar and actually expect to get real value back. Because, look, I, I was shocked when the D. Let me not say I was shocked when the D back traded Dalton Varsho because they, of course, had a log gym outfielders. And I wasn't surprised to see Dalton Varsho move. But the fact that he was moved and got back, like, a real heralded prospect who already flashed on the major league level. Like usually can't get a Gabriel Moreno back in a deal where you trade away a superstar player. The fact that the D-backs got someone back like that in a Varsho trade really shocked me. So I wouldn't want to also expect that if I trade away a Christian Walker, I could also get back a pretty good prospect because more likely than not, if you trade away a Christian Walker, you're never going to get that return on investment back. And so for me, someone that's already on a team friendly deal just exploded onto the scene with his defense and power and the power it's not something new like you said it was definitely his biggest surge of power that we've ever seen before but if you look at those advanced hard contact stats the exit velos and everything like that Mm -hmm. the batted ball stats like he was always among the league leaders in hardest hit percentage since 2019 if you take out i think 2020 that's the only year where it was kind of an outlier or maybe it was 2021 one of those two years 2021, yeah. I'm looking at it. Yeah, 2021. Every other year, he's basically at the top of the leaderboard, top five in terms of whatever hard contact rate you want to find. So this was the first year he finally put it all together in terms of that over-the-fence power with the defense. And in the second half of the season, Javi, in 70 games, he had a 285 average. So he even showed you in the second half of the season, maybe he can a little hit for a little bit for average. And he had like 850 OPS. So Christian Walker is someone that I still think is ascending, still think is only 30 years old. And coming off the best season of his career it's like if this guy could still give you that production for the next three to four years while you have all these young guys come up he's the perfect glue guy he's a perfect veteran presence he's still good and it's like why not just keep him in this timeline with all the rest of the players because the d-backs might not be that far away from competing for something real they could be two years maybe three years or less away from actually just at least getting in the dance and making some noise and trading away a guy like christian walker for the 25th best prospect in someone's system i don't think that would work out because i saw the d-backs uh, last trade deadline or a couple trade deadlines ago, trade away Eduardo Escobar, and they got back Cooper Hummel, who they just traded for Kyle Lewis. So it, it, in the vacuum, Eduardo Escobar just as good as Christian Walker, at least at the time of the deal, and you got back nothing for him. And I think in most of these deals, like the D-backs also traded away Starling Marte and got back like Caleb Smith or something. Like most of these yeah. deals where you trade away a, a good player, not a great player, mm-hmm. not a superstar player, just trade him away, you're never going to get back a decent prospect. Like it's not basketball where if you actually trade someone that's like a borderline all-star, you actually get back a really good uh, prospect or pick or whatever. You at least get equal return on your value or close to it. In baseball, I just feel like trades 90% of the time are fleeces one way or the other. You're either acquiring a superstar and giving away nothing, or you're acquiring like a good player, but you're giving up some dude that's going to turn into Fernando Tatis Jr. in the future. Mm -hmm. So I would rather stay away from trades. And if I'm in a trade, I want to be acquiring the best player and not being acquiring draft picks or prospects because I just think that's too much of a roll of a dice and the way you've seen prospects and the gamble on them and how often they actually materialize just give me someone who I know is going to be good who's not going to kill my salary or luxury tax because they don't have that in baseball and just let me have Christian Walker and just see him crush 40 home runs in a season I like that you bring that up because it's true you either have like the the trade of for Trey Turner that the Dodgers did, which still gives me PTSD thinking about it, where it's yeah. like, yeah, 
all right, you gave up Kybert Ruiz, okay? Joe Josiah okay, whatever, fine. But whatever. You got him and Scherzer. I know they didn't win the World Series. <laughs> but, you know, it's still like when you look at that, you're like, all right, you got the superstars. That's pretty awesome. This has happened a bunch. Or it's the other way where it's like you traded Glass now and Meadows <laughs> and Shane Baz for uh, Chris Archer, who was not even. The book was out on that guy. I still don't know why they did that. Like, it, it, it's true. It seems to go that way. It feels like Soto might be the first trade in a while where the prospect return, like, you really did get as much as you could, and it made sense. Like, this super young superstar. And then you also have, um, you know, Mackenzie Gore and C.J. Abrams, who have at least already appeared in baseball, mm-hmm. right? Mackenzie Gore looked like a rookie of the year contender last year. He was awesome. And then, you know, people who've been following fan graphs, they have, um, what's his face? Wood. Um, James Wood is like the third best prospect in baseball right now. So, like, there's guys. Robert Hassel seems to have declined a little bit in his value. So maybe the Padres did right by selling him at the right time. But just saying, you know, they, they did as good as they could. You know what I mean? At least like, and they did offer him a contract. So I think that sometimes people people make fun of the the Nationals. Not to get on too much of a a tangent, but considering how bad their team was, they had nothing else. You got a pretty damn good package. It has the potential to be the best package returned, and also for the Padres, be a great deal too. So I, I think that that's what's so fun about it. Um, but yeah, I agree, man. And Christian Walker, definitely a player. Man, he's a great highlight player. Everybody, yeah. if you just want to see some dingers right now, it reminds me of Hunter Renfro, one of his years with the Padres, where if you just look at their highlights, you're going to think they're the best player in the history of the game. Uh, yeah, Christian yeah. Walker, there are some whole runs he hits where it's like it's it's like Bull Durham. Like, wow, that ball really got out of here in a hurry. I mean, geez, Louise. So really looking forward to that. Next question and, I have for you. Or go well, I was going to say real quick, maybe teams should actually try to sell early on their prospects when it's like, they're one or two years in the system. They're still mm-hmm. in high A, but they're already ranked as like a top three prospect. Maybe teams should start trying to sell those guys early. Yeah, you're going to have some dudes who nip you in the butt because they actually end up materializing and being that good of a player. But so many times they're like your prospect is in high A and they're your number one prospect for 2019. And then you come back the very next season. And all of a sudden they've dropped to like number 10 in your prospect rankings because those rankings are just so volatile. And if you want to just I think the best test case or the best case study for trading away star players for prospects and just the Miami Marlins a few years ago when they had that outfield of Ozuna, Christian Yelich, and Giancarlo Stan, like you would have thought Stan and Yelich yeah. would have got you major returns. Yelich went on to the Brewers and was like a back-to-back MVP and Stan was already an MVP in Miami. But it was Marcel Ozuna who ended up getting the best package back because you got back Sandy Alcantara who was just the reigning Cy Young Award winner mm-hmm. and you got back our guy, Zach Gallen, in that deal as well. Think about that. You're trading away a, a borderline all-star. Good, you get back two. Like, if, if the Miami Marlins didn't trade away Zach Gallen, I mean, they still got back uh, Jazz Shizzle for him. But if you had mm-hmm. Sandy Alcantara, Zach Gallen's your two frontline starters, and all you mm-hmm. trade away was Marcel Ozuna, who's had all these off-the-field issues, it's actually crazy that that could happen in Major League Baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it shows you, like, some people make fun of the Padres, right, where Preller has had a bunch of misses. But then he's had a bunch of hits, too. Obviously, everyone knows James Shields for Fernando Tatis. But then it's like Joe Musgrove, you Darvish, Blake Snell. And Darvish and Snell at the time, especially Snell, was they gave up a huge package. Luis Patino was a highly regarded pitching prospect. Super, super young, so he has time. But ends up getting really hurt. And he still hasn't been able to do too much for the Rays. And then you have Xavier Edwards, right, who they got. They gave up for 
in the Jay Cronenworth trade. At the time, it was the Tommy Pham trade. So they've had plenty of wins, too. It's just how many wins, which are your wins? Are they going to be the big one? And, you know, you brought up the Jets. Is that the most fair trade, like, in the last decade? Jets just sold for Jets. You know what I mean? Like, it's really it close. Actually. I think it is <laughs> the best, be. like, one-for-one trade because the D-backs actually have, like, uh-huh. a Cy Young Award contender. And then the uh, Jazz, he's on the cover of MLB The Show, so it's yeah, not right? <laughs> he's scrub either. So it's like, I feel good about Zach Allen potentially winning the Cy Young Award. Like, I don't think that's crazy. And it's like, if you told me Jazz was going to be an all-star, have a 30-30 season, and actually live up to being on the cover, I don't mm-hmm. think that would be insane either. The fact that they were literally just one-for-one trade, I think, is... uh it's I really think. I think it was a (laughs) (laughs) just (laughs) just powered through the yard. It's really fun, (laughs) you know. (laughs) You know what, Javi? You know what you need. It looks like you get a little tired. It looks like you need a boost, Javi. If you need a boost of energy, the best way to get that is from a built bar. Because listen audience listen listeners whoever is listening to this podcast if you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories and you want that little boost of energy like javi needs right now then you got to try a bill bar because look the holidays they're like two months ago at this point right if you want to stay locked into the game you got to do it yourself you got to stay self-motivated and it's hard we all have sweet tooths. We all have cravings. And that's why Bilt Bar is fantastic because it tricks you. You think that you're eating a candy bar when in reality, you're actually eating a protein bar. That's a low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, great for a keto diet. And the thing that makes the Bilt Bar so tasty is that it's covered in 100% real chocolate. It's soft. It's easy to chew. And right now, you don't have to just go online to get your Bilt Bar. No more just Bilt.com. You can still go there if you want. We can also just go to your nearest Walmart or Sam's Club. So right now, if you're close to Sam's Club, run in, grab a 13-bar box of our hit Mm. flavors, brownie batter or churro, and guess what? You can thank me later. Right back here with Javier Reyes, we're we're goofing off, we're we're powering <laughs> through a little tiredness, but it, we're having a great time, aren't we? Not Javier, are we not having a great time? I think we're always having a great time, man. I mean, some yeah, of our right. best ideas, some of our best podcasts, I think both of us have been our crossovers, whether it be the wagers, whether it be when we did that fantasy draft for former Padres and Diamondbacks, which truly was elite by the way I, I really stand by that that was one of the best ideas we've had that was a lot of fun did we um, actually do it or did we just talk about it? no we did it i'm like 99 <laughs> sure we did it. <laughs> let me go back and check the tapes i know you told me before we started recording we did it but i was like i remember us talking about it i actually don't remember if we actually did it. when i think it was in 2021 that the d-backs won a few games or whatever and you you knew oh. too you were like oh i know this is gonna go backwards but i'm gonna have fun while i can and then you did another wager thing you're like seth beer or whoever it was is gonna destroy you like all these things man i'm probably um, talking crazy when the d-backs are hot um I'm talking crazy when the D-backs are looking good. So <laughs> I want it. I want it. There's too many hosts on the Locked On MLB Network where you look at them and be like, I want to know what you act like when you're good. 
Connor Newcomb yeah. is the leading candidate for that. Shout out Locked On Orioles. That oh. man hasn't had a good team for as long as I've been here. When that team is good, I don't need, I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what it's going to look like. You've got the Divas over at Locked On Mariners. They they okay. act the fool. They they're like, hey, this is how you manage a team. The team breaks their off season sl- or postseason slump from twenty years, <laughs> and then all of a sudden they know how everything is supposed to go in baseball. The Divas of Locked On. I'm telling you. But seriously, go and listen to the podcast. They're great. <laughs> and hey, Locked On Rangers, get a little sensitive out here. Oh, Locked On Rangers. They get a little sensitive out here. Oh, they, 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 they one thing about the ground or the hell, Locked On Rangers tenses up a little bit. They, 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 don't, want to talk about. <laughs> they don't want the smoke, man. Um, <laughs> I like how we don't say any names. We just say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just say the, the name thing. Um, look, uh, but uh, back on topic, some other, some other Dimebacks questions for Oh, you. okay. Just finally, you know. I was also right about Cattell Marte, um, at least for last season. But can he bounce back? All the metrics on him are really good. Really great player to watch play. He's got the speed, got the power combination, which is really good. Can he put it together? But what are some under-the-radar guys you think for the D-backs this year? Who are some guys that might give the Padres trouble or just any team's trouble? Because everyone knows about like every player on the Padres at this point because they have the Justice League. With the D-backs... I think everyone knows. All right, wow, Zach Allen. I got the Justice League. Okay. <laughs> Zach Allen. Hype <laughs> yourself up. All right. Yeah. I had to sneak that in there we real got quick. The Justice League over here. Okay. <laughs> Zach Gallen, Corbin Carroll are probably the guys that everybody's most excited for. Christian mm-hmm. Walker's very good. We talked about him. You know, you got your Kitzel Marte, but who are some other guys? And and for the record, if you say Madison Bumgarner, which I know you won't, for I, at least I hope you don't. No. You better not. Because Madison Bumgarner, <laughs> the I still, for those who don't know, Millard had my favorite tweet of last year, and part of it is because he has a very normal-looking headshot on Twitter, and I think that that makes all of your tweets funnier, <laughs> like when you're being mean, and it's just you smiling like that. You were like, I predicted <laughs> that Madison Bumgarner would give up four runs <laughs> in this game, and after one inning, he gave up four, and you're like, all right, I got the four runs part, now I just need the innings. I don't know why that was the funniest tweet I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I need to go back and like retweet it on my account or something. I just need to see it alive one more time. Um, but to answer your question, there's actually a lot of people that could fit this category because the D-backs are going to have a lot of underrated options this year. But I think I would probably look at the rotation the most. We're looking past Zach Allen, the, Cy, the future Cy Young Award winner. We're looking mm-hmm. past Merrill Kelly, who could finish top 10 in Cy Young voting should have last year. So maybe he should be the answer to this question. But really, I think it's going to be the, be the potential rookies in that rotation. We already saw the Ryan Nelson and the Dre Jameson each pitch around 20 innings last year. Both of them are going to compete for that number five spot in the rotation and if something happens to Madison Bumgarner I'm not wishing injury on him but if we could get him off this roster release him trade him and then get both of them in the rotation I'll watch out for both of those guys because both of them are mid-20s they both have a different kind of arsenal they both could throw high velocity heaters and have just um Ryan Nelson more of a fastball heavy guy Dre Jameson has like five or six pitches he could throw so I like both of those guys as underrated pitchers to watch also watch out for Brandon Fat. Probably won't start the season on a major league level, but had one of the most impressive minor league seasons we've seen in over a decade last year because he cracked the 200 strikeout mark in the minor leagues, which I don't think has been done since Matt Moore in 2011. I expect him to be there probably by the all-star break and at least pitch like half the season with the D-backs after the all-star break. So I'd watch out for the young rookies in the rotation. And then 
the most underrated player in baseball last season will once again be the most underrated player in baseball this season. Jake the Rake McCarthy, who at one point carried this D-backs offense for like two months there. One of the fastest players in baseball. Probably mm-hmm. going to steal around 30 bags. Had a pretty high average last year. OPS was pretty solid as well. Jake the Rake, who basically stole the job away from Alec Thomas, one of the top D-backs prospects. Right yeah. now, it seems like Jake McCarthy's locked into an outfield spot while Alec Thomas is kind of fighting for that fourth outfield field spot with like a Lord's Guriel and even borderline fighting for just being on the opening day roster. So Jake McCarthy, Jake the Rake, I think is, or if you look at position players, probably the most underrated position player. I mean, I could also throw in Josh Rojas, who quietly stole like 19 bases in there as well. But I think Jake McCarthy has some real talent and I would probably pick him to be the most underrated D-back this season. I like those. I like those. Jake McCarthy, if you play in Roto hey. Leagues, really cheap option to try and get you some steals man really if you're playing those rotisserie season long leagues man whoo that's gonna be one for you yeah i I agree man i think it's really fun and there's definitely maybe some late season right it's possible Mm. maybe does gabriel marino make his debut like in the second half probably comes up that's a super highly regarded prospect uh and and again a great return for the d-backs all things considered on dalton varsho yeah for i was gonna say for for marino I think he's going to be there from day one. He just won't be Carson Kelly. How it seems right now, it seems like he's going to be 60-40. Carson Kelly is the opening day catcher against 60% of the duties. And then by all-star break, I think we'll see that flip with Moreno being the guy for 60% of the time, Kelly the other 40%. But expect Moreno to be a contributing factor most likely from day one. Nice, nice, nice. That's exciting, man. Again, it's cool that there are things to watch on the team. You know, what I mean, there are this is there are a lot of hope, not a lot, but there's a decent amount of hopeless teams out there like yeah. the Pirates. Red, are just like, you know. all right, I guess I can't wait for some Cabrian Hayes defensive highlights. That'll be oh, fun, man. I guess. And then I that's it. Like- the Rockies. Oh, my God. D-backs. It's like the only thing with them is just that other teams are better right now. That seems to be kind of the only like negative. You know what I mean? It's just, well, you're in a loaded division right now. They Look, if they were in like the NL Central, they could be like, you know what? Let's spend some money this offseason. We, we could win this thing, you know, or the AL Central, whatever. Like, uh, what's going on in the Central world, man? Let me, let me tell you. Yeah, if I could um, throw out a sarcastic stray real quick. I love the hourly updates of Brian Reynolds' trade requests. Oh, <laughs> you're allowed to say it. So Eric Hosmer was banned on my show, as you as you know, and many people know. I refuse to say his name for a while. Uh, that guy on the Pirates you just said has been banned on my show as well. I've had enough. I cannot take the trade rumors it is insane this guy is being treated like when that report came out that they want a soto like trade package i was like enough just relegate them they need to be relegated i've had enough of the pirates either sign him or trade him make up your mind this guy isn't mickey mantle like he's a good player a player that would probably fit on a lot of teams but oh my god but like you said hourly updates it's not he's not even kidding and honestly I'll probably be forced to talk about him again at some point because the engagement numbers when you talk about this guy is through the roof. It's this like weird cultish thing that's happened where everybody thinks Brian Reynolds is like a superstar who's about to be traded. It's, It's nuts. It's nuts. Javi and I will continue the conversation, but first I need to talk to you guys about FanDuel because the midway point of the NBA season is here. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. 
Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, and it's super easy to use. They can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. Pre-LeBron injury, that's what I always love to do. LeBron, 25 points. LeBron, 5 rebounds. LeBron, 5 assists with AD going for 25 and 10. Instant money in my pocket. So don't miss this chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. We can go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Fun question for you. Which lockdown host do you think is least excited for this season? Is it like Jason Burke Ooh. of Lockdown A's? Is it <laughs> Lockdown Reds? It could be Paul Holden of Lockdown Rockies. Who's least excited for this season? I might say Jason Burke just because that's a that's a minor league team that they're putting out there on the field, and they just seem hell-bent on winning no games this season. The thing is, Burke does have a little bit of a freakishness to him where, like, he might be the sick sociopath that enjoys watching awful baseball and being like, hey, we just got a home run from our first baseman today. Yay. And, like, Christian Pache made a cool catch today. Like, I could see that. But, oh, man, that is such a great question, man. That is fascinating. I think Rylan Styles is a sleeper of Lockdown Royals. Okay. Um, just because he's sick of the Royals sometimes in general. But that team has stuff. I think it's between Paul and um what's his <laughs> face? Um Peter, does Peter Pratt sneak in here? <laughs> he's definitely on the aggro list. If you did yeah. aggro power rankings, he's probably number one with Bryce. <laughs> oh man. Oh, Bryce, there's some downside. Yeah. Bryce, I know that it's not because they have a bad team. But there's a world where all this doesn't turn out well and Jacob DeGrom gets hurt, which, uh, again, I think that one of the things I don't like is people who have been saying, oh, all that money for them to finish in third place as if we know for sure what's going to happen. Like, come on, guys, like they could they could it could still turn out well and their farm could blow up. They have the building blocks now. They just need the tertiary pieces. Yeah, I'm Um, actually pro Rangers this year. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but I'm kind of in on whoever they're winning. I think they're going to be better than the Mariners, to be honest with you. I do. Oh, okay. I I, I, I wouldn't go. That's my bold prediction this year. Okay. I like that. my bold prediction this year. You got to add the Lockdown Mariners guys after this. You took a couple of shots over there. I know. They're divas. What do you want from me? I know they are. They're great. I love those guys so much, but they're they're in their diva phase. They absolutely are. I was in it, too. In 2020, I was out of control. Like I just couldn't be stopped. I was posting all these ridiculous videos with sunglasses and and tweeting at Jeff Snyder and all that. I was ridiculous. But yeah, um, that's that's a great question. Yeah, I I think Bryce is a sneaky stealth candidate, but I'm going to go with Paul just because like there's nothing. There's nothing there, man. Like even Chris Bryant, like that guy came and stay healthy sometimes. So I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Paul. Sleeper is Bryce of Lockdown Rangers. They got the longest tenured manager now in Major League mm. Baseball, I think, with Bud Black. Like, what a mm-hmm. what a great extension for the Colorado Rockies, keeping <laughs> that thing going. Uh, here with Javi Arreyes of Lockdown Padres. Javi, any last questions before we depart today? Um, quick, uh, A quick thought on Kyle Lewis. Is there okay. anything exciting about oh, there? Yes. Because you just mentioned him in a trade. Is that yeah, a sleeper, or was this a guy that just did kind of great in 2020 and we're, over, we're kind of uh, extrapolating from that sample size too much? 
hey, ask as many questions as you want, Javi. I'm here for you. <laughs> for me, I mean, I want to say he's a sleeper just because I don't know much about him. He's been hurt the last couple of years. He was the rookie of the year in the COVID shortage covid short in 2020 season so he just doesn't have a large sample size but i have to believe this is someone that was a highly touted prospect coming up he's showing that flash a lot that rookie season now we haven't seen him since they people think his knees are absolutely done he's basically just dh at this point but i still think he could be a sleeper because the d-backs have been looking for a righty platoon power option and if kyle lewis can get any sort of health going and get back on track and maybe he doesn't play defense anymore but if he just like a jd martinez 80 percent discount jd martinez just like an interesting power righty like i'll definitely love that especially the fact that like i said all we gave up for a former rookie of the year just from 2020 is cooper hummel i don't care what anyone says that is a straight up fleece by the d-backs even if kyle lewis never plays a game in an arizona dimebacks uniform you gave up cooper hummel for a rookie of the year i don't care what anyone says cooper hummel's not a major leaguer meanwhile <laughs> kyle lewis can be mm. Mm, I like that's it, my hot take i, like I know it. in the chat people are like oh uh, cooper hummel he's interesting as a fourth outfield no he should be in triple A. <laughs> he should be in triple A. Okay, no, he's a quad A player. Thomas, man. He said, no, I've had enough of this. He's not Enough good. of yeah. Cooper. <laughs> enough of Cooper. The only Cooper I care about is Sly Cooper, as far as I'm concerned. You know okay, you know back I mean? to the video know? games. All yeah, right. Man. I got to sneak one in there every time we cross over. Um, yeah, man, that's basically about it. And I, I again, I really think this is going to be a fun season. I think whenever you're ready, we could do some sort of wager. Um, I'm oh, excited yeah. for fantasy baseball. And I'm really genuinely happy because when your team is bad, I've seen the dark side of Miller, ladies and gentlemen. And that dark well, side is him being like, hey, so uh, who's excited to talk about that trade that just happened that has nothing to do with us? <laughs> like, like, it's just I've seen the dark side. I, I've, I've seen the when you just get very you get a little nihilistic almost, dare I say, about the, the Diamondbacks. It's almost like you're like, all right, whatever. They did something. The season's so long, and watching a team no, suck for so long, it's just yeah. terrible. It's like when you're it's just rough. like game 50, and you're like, we got another 100 games of just nothingness and nothing to look forward to. That's why I'm like, let's shorten the MLB season because it's not fair to the Oakland A's. You have to watch that for 162 games. That's absolutely <laughs> awful. Looking at our schedule right now, D-backs played the Padres. The first game of the season that they play each other is 420. We got to do some kind wow. of <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful we'll figure uh, out something that is beautiful we, we'll figure out something for sure we'll figure out yeah, something. we'll definitely cross over before that because you got to cross over the first time your teams play each other everyone has to do a crossover at the lockdown network and also we're opening day around the corner well we'll probably do some kind of round table i'm guessing mm -hmm. like we did last season i it just came to my head just now because we did last year so that'd be kind of funny if we did a, a round table i don't think i've talked to good old snide dog in a very long time because he never mm -hmm. wants to hit me up but that's okay we won't even worry about it um javier reyes of lockdown padres where can the listeners find you find me at Javipeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. I do some nerdy stuff on there that isn't always baseball. I still recommend it. I think I have the best Twitter handle in the game, dare I say. Oh. Um, at LO underscore Padres, though, if you only want Padres content and Locked on Padres on YouTube. See whatever shirt I'm wearing, Tatis bobblehead, and the many times we laughed on this podcast. So if that's your thing, go check that out. Who'd you get the bobblehead from? I got it from the homies over at 
why am I blanking on this? Uh, but it is, it's in the pod description. It's in the description <laughs> okay. of today's episode. So you should check that out. I forgot the name for a second. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And for the Padres listeners, find me on Twitter at careerthomas24 for my personal account. Just look up Locked on Dimebacks, both Twitter, Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, subscribe on YouTube, Locked on Dimebacks on there as well. D-backs, are they the sleeper of the season? Are they the team to beat in the next five years? Discussing it all with Javier Reyes of Lockdown Padres. We are out. That's it for this edition of the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. Thank you to everyone who tuned into today's podcast. Thank you for making Locked on Dimebacks your first listen every day. Now make your second listen of the day by checking out the Locked on Fantasy Baseball podcast because you can win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Locked on Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Come back tomorrow for more Diamondbacks news coverage and insight. Should be talking with Ben Caspic of Locked on Giants. Want to get a little friendly wager going on our two teams because I do not believe in the Giants this season, so we need to do something fun like that. So hopefully he agrees. But as always, come back tomorrow, stay safe, stay healthy, deuces.